Welcome to the Nourishment Mindset Podcast, your guide to good food, good health, and a good life. And now, here's your host, Nutrition Network Advisor and author of the Nourishment Mindset, Dixie Huey. Are you looking to improve your health without all the BS that tends to accompany these pursuits? Do you want to have fun while doing it? Well, the Nourishment Mindset Podcast is for you. Here we are on a metabolic mission to achieve vitality in reverse chronic lifestyle conditions using real whole foods, straight talk, and the pleasures of the table. Happy Transformation Tuesday, y'all. Welcome to or back to the Nourishment Mindset Podcast. Today's episode number 41 is all about the breath. So we'll get to that in a moment. I'm pre-recording this, but by the time it comes out, it will be July 4th. So I also want to say happy Independence Day, Americans. I hope y'all are out spending time with family, eating nourishing foods, and just having a wonderful time relaxing and enjoying each other's company. I'm all about the pleasures of the table. You may not be eating at a table today. A lot of you are probably at a barbecue, but I hope what's on your plate is nourishing as well as the people that you're with. So let's dive into it. Breath work. This breathing is the most fundamental thing for human health. We need it to have an existence. Some of y'all might think, well, why are we talking about breathing? This is just a natural autonomic process. However, it's not that simple. Think about the way you're breathing just as you're about to fall asleep, totally relaxed. And then contrast that with how you might feel chasing a toddler around or after a hard workout. The difference between your breath as you await news that's uncertain Versus when you're hugging a loved one. How about your breath before a huge meeting versus after a delicious dinner? When I was a competitive age group triathlete, oh, 15, 20 years ago, I started getting near panic attacks in the water. This was really scary for me. I had grown up on the swim team at the ocean very strong swimmer, not afraid of the water. It wasn't about that. My good friend, AJ, if you're listening, AJ, I haven't forgotten this. She's an awesome swimmer and she figured this out for me. It was my wetsuit. The wetsuit made me feel really constricted. It was tight. It was heavy. It was pulling me down. And she knew that I had a fear of enclosed spaces, aka claustrophobia, which is why if you're traveling with me, I don't take the elevator. I don't care how many steps up I have to take to that hotel room or wherever else we're going. I'm taking the stairs. I can't stand elevators. So AJ knew this about me and said, you should just try competing without a wetsuit. And you know what, y'all? I did, even in that freezing cold San Francisco Bay. And I can assure you being really cold was much better than having a near panic attack in the water and having to be pulled out of a race that I had trained for for months. So fast forward years later, I was pregnant and I insisted 
to my husband that we take hypnobirthing classes. Now, there's another lady out there who might be listening. I believe she listens all the time. Her name is Dr. Box Moran. And I don't know that if I have ever um, admitted this to you, E. Uh, Dr. Moran was on the podcast in one of our earliest episodes. So you can <laughs> check that out. But anywho, confession time. Um, I know your thoughts on this type of thing. But for me, I will say hypnobirthing was tremendous for having a super chill pregnancy. But unfortunately, when I found myself in continuous labor contractions with no breaks, y'all, and getting into sort of a hallucinatory state, um, orating like an African tribal queen, this is where I was really grateful for modern medicine. The fact is I needed help and I'm glad I got it. So since these experiences, I have done a lot of further exploration of breathwork. Starting after I developed postpartum anxiety. When you have a near-death experience, shit like this happens. So today I want to share with you some simple techniques to help you calm your breathing, cultivate mindfulness and presence. Before we get into that, we have some outside business to tackle. So the Nutrition Coalition, which is an organization founded by a woman who I admire greatly, her name is Nina Teicholz, y'all. She was kind enough to endorse my book, and I am forever grateful for that, as well as for her work in her unbelievable tone, The Big Fat Surprise, which literally changed my life. I've talked about it a lot before. So if you haven't read Nina's work, The Big Fat Surprise is unbelievable. And if you're not up for a book that's about yo thick, if you're watching on YouTube, it's pretty darn thick, couple inches at least then you can look for Nina Teicholz on YouTube. She's got a TED Talk. She's a bad ass. So anywho, Nina founded the Nutrition Coalition. And one of the initiatives that the Nutrition Coalition has long worked on is the dietary guidelines. That's the, the mission is to get the dietary guidelines in our country, which are written every five years to be evidence-based. So far, they're basically what I would call big food and big pharma based. So that's a broader discussion. If you go to nutritioncoalition.org, you can look this all up. But what I want to bring to your attention today is the importance of whole milk in schools. Now, y'all know I am all about 100% real whole foods. So whole milk is a good example. Whole milk is a real whole food. When you make whole milk low fat by removing the nutrients, why would we want to do this? You have an adulterated food. Now, what's complete BS is that whole milk is illegal in public schools. Yes, illegal in public schools. It's not sold in public schools. What you will see in public schools is low fat milk skim milk, low-fat strawberry beverage, um, identifying as milk, ditto chocolate, 
These are not real whole foods. And the fact that we are depriving our children of whole milk is ridiculous. So I will be totally upfront with y'all. I'm a fan of what I call real milk. Real milk is raw milk. that's not pasteurized and heated to extreme temperatures, removing all most all of the good stuff. That's an argument beyond this. You may or may not be for that. If you're interested in learning about real milk, I encourage you to go to the Weston Price Foundation, look them up. They talk a lot about the difference between real milk or raw milk and pasteurized milk. But to get back to it, I am all about having real whole foods served in schools. The crap that we serve our kids is atrocious. I'm going to go ahead and tell it like it is because that's the straight talk part of the nourishment mindset. It's freaking poison. It's absolute poison. And I realize a number of people listening to this are going to be like, what a bitch. Like not everyone has time to make their kids lunch, yada, yada. No, I it, before you ask, I do not have my child eat the school lunches because I know what's in them. It's all ultra processed grains, seed oils, sugars, preservatives. It's gross. So sorry, not sorry if I'm offending you. I think you should be empowered with the knowledge of what is there. It's not food. And then you choose what you want to do. I'm not sitting here on Health Coach Hill telling you how to raise your kid. I'm just upfront about the fact that what's served in public schools ain't food. There's not a thing in it that brings nutrition to your body, right down to like the brown pre-sliced apples that are already turned. So there is something that we can do about this. There is a bill right now in Congress to change this. Um, and it's a whole milk healthy kids act. So I invite you, if you're someone who's um, politically inclined or not, to look up your congressman or woman. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes on a, a web for a website rather where you can easily do that. And just take two minutes to make a phone call and just say, I would really like you, congressman or woman, to support the Whole Milk Healthy Kids Act. Y'all, this is bipartisan. We don't even have to pick sides. That's wonderful. How infrequent is that? So pro Whole Milk Healthy Kids Act. Let's get these sugar-laden, low-fat faux beverages out of our kids' school. At least they can have one real whole food for lunch. All right, so I do want to read you an excerpt from an article that Nina wrote about this very issue. I will link to the full article also in the show notes. So Nina says, natural whole milk, the kind you get direct from the cow, is illegal in America's public schools. For those serving lunches funded by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, whole milk cannot even be sold in a vending machine or anywhere on the school grounds between the hours of midnight and 30 minutes after the end of class. No whole milk snacking on route to sports practice allowed. Whole milk is just 3.25% fat by weight compared to the 1% low fat or 0% skim she doesn't say this, but I'm going to say nasty, that are the only milks currently allowed in schools. The difference seems trivial, yet the battle is monumental. 
For three years now, Congressman Glenn Thompson, a Republican from Pennsylvania, has introduced bills intending to allow whole milk back in schools. And on Tuesday, his Whole Milk for Healthy Kids Act was approved by the House Education and Workforce Committee in a 26-13 vote. So now it's going to the broader House for vote. This is why I would love it if you would join me on Wednesday, July 5th, that'll be tomorrow, to figure out your congressperson and take a two-minute time out of your day to figure it out and then place a phone call. Whole Milk Healthy Kids Act, y'all. Now, let's get back to the breath. So, if you happen to be operating heavy machinery or driving, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to either stop doing that or pause this and wait till you're home or pull over if you can, because you might be in danger of getting a little too relaxed to do those things. As I walk you through three different breathing techniques, I'd like you to just think about how you feel. And hopefully, you can find one or more techniques that might work for you. We're talking about five minutes a day, y'all. This is not you know, an hour at the gym. This is something everyone has, okay? So the first breathing technique is helping you get into the parasympathetic, where you are much calmer, more relaxed. This is a technique that I use every morning for a few minutes just to start the day off right. I don't look at my phone. I don't get all riled up about what I have to do. I go outside and I sit and I do this style of breathing. I tell you, I swear for me, it changes the entire tone of my day. And when I don't do it, I can tell a difference. So all we do here is focus on the inhale and the exhale. So often we're breathing, we're not focused on any of it, but here we're going to be focused on it because we're going to be timing it. And so hopefully you're sitting down in a comfortable position. And I just invite you to uncross your ankles if you've got anything crossed and just find that comfortable, easy position. Sit back a little bit in the chair and just be mindful of your breath. So when you are inhaling, your belly is rising. When you are exhaling, it's falling. I should have said earlier, if you have any other distractions like a television in the background or your cell phone dinging, turn that stuff off for the rest of this and just take a few minutes for yourself to basically sample a few breathing techniques. So you're inhaling, the belly's rising, you're exhaling, the belly is falling. Now, what we're going to do is a little bit of math. I promise it won't be that hard. So we're going to inhale on a three count, three, two, one, but we're going to pause at the top of that breath for three, two, one, before we exhale, three, two, one, and we're going to pause before the next inhale, three, two, one. Now we inhale three, pause three. Exhale three. Pause three. Now, next time we're going to 
exhale on a four count. So here's what this looks like. This is going to help you get into the parasympathetic. Inhale, three. Pause, three. Exhale, four. Pause, four. Inhale, three. Pause, three. Exhale, three. I mean, four. Oops. Pause, four. See, I'm already so relaxed. Let's try again. Three. Pause, three. Exhale, four. Pause, four. And if you haven't closed your eyes, you'll notice I have if you're watching YouTube. It just helps me. Inhale, three. Pause, three. Exhale, four. Pause, four. On your own. Exhale. Inhale. Pause. Exhale. Pause. On your own for a few more rounds. And come to a place where you have finished up the round. You just got a taste of the beginning of every yoga class that I teach here at my local Y in Marco Island. I am all about doing some intentional breath work before we get into yoga. Now, I'm curious how y'all feel. You'll have to send me a note and let me know. I am already much more relaxed. I could go and close my eyes for a bit right now, but we still have two more breathing techniques. I am uh, having this goofy smile here on YouTube because what kind of a podcast goes blank <laughs> for <laughs> a minute or however long that was? Uh, I believe that's called dead air. But you know what, y'all? We need more dead air in our lives. It is so go, go, go for many of us. I feel like I have to like, grab onto and insist on my quiet time. And that's something I'm hoping to um, share with y'all. I was about to say impress upon, but that sounds kind of um, controlling. So I'm not going to use impress upon, just something to put in your mind space. You know, you are worth self-care time and you don't always have to be doing something to be doing self-care. You can simply just be focusing on the breath. 
And I mentioned that I do that first exercise that we just completed every morning. I do it on my back lanai because I want to be outside with nature. Here in South Florida, we have an incredible amount of uh, bird species, anything from um, eagles up in the huge tree in my backyard to crows, which are everywhere, obnoxious to doves to there's a million other things. So I just love breathing in and out the sounds with the birds as they're waking up. I know you can laugh, hippie, but you know, hey, I lived on the West Coast 20 years. I'm allowed to have some hippie tendencies. So the next thing I want to do with you, this is going to be admittedly goofy, okay? <laughs> this is a little crazy to be doing on YouTube, but if you can't see it, then how do you really know how to do it? So this is a Soma breath technique. There is a whole Soma breath online. You can look into it. I'm going to link the video where the founder is showing you how to do this technique. This is specifically an, uh, a technique to unblock your nose. So sometimes you wake up, you're stuffy. Sometimes maybe it's one nostril. This is a technique to help you through that. And what the founder says that works because you are, as you're doing it, the level of uh, carbon dioxide or CO2 is increasing in your body. And this is a vasodilator. So this helps kind of open things up. And so what this is, is you're going to inhale, you're going to exhale. Let's do that again. Then you're going to squeeze your nose. Yeah, I told you it was weird. And you're going to nod rhythmically. Now, you're not talking while you're doing this. You're also not breathing. Nodding rhythmically until you can't, right? Because the I've stopped now if you're not watching this on YouTube. Eventually, the level of CO2, because you're not taking in breath, is going to get high to where you're not going to, higher, I should say, to where you're not going to feel comfortable and you want to take that next inhale. And that's fine. This is not a breath-holding technique. Um, this is, again, the vasodilation. So I'm going to do it again, but I'm not going to be talking through it. So what I'm doing, again, is I'm going to inhale deeply. I'm going to exhale fully. Then I'm going to close my mouth. I'm going to squeeze my nose shut. And then I'm just nodding my head forward in a rhythmic motion until I am compelled to take an inhale. So we'll see how long I can do it. I don't know. I haven't done this in a long time because I haven't been sick and I don't know when. So, um, and I haven't needed to, to clear my nose, but here we go. So we're not going to go through the whole one, talk about dead air. A lot of you probably it's summertime, you don't have <laughs> stuffed up, as my mother would say, nostrils. Um, and I will admit I cut it off. I really didn't need to breathe, but talk about dead air. So remember that next time you have a little stuffy nose and see if it works. Founder says three to four times usually does the trick. I, of course, being the holistic hippie that I am, um, 
prefer this, much prefer this over medications like Sudafed, that sort of thing. You do what you need to do. I just, I don't like all the side effects of all the medications. And now we're getting down into really holistic territory here, but every medicine is going to affect your gut biome. And to me, it's not worth the temporary alleviation of symptoms um, for the potential wreckage inside the gut. So you won't see me taking anything unless I am basically like I was in the hospital in continuous labor. Then, yeah, it was time to get some help. So that's just me. You do you. The next technique that I want to share with y'all is something that I love so much. And I'll admit, I love it because it's a challenge. <laughs> this is not yogic breathing. This is not Shavasana. This is frankly uncomfortable, but I freaking love it, man. And it's one of the best natural highs you can get. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about my man, Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F. So this guy is known as Iceman. I read, I was introduced to him because I read a book by Scott Carney called What Doesn't Kill Us. That sounds awesome. Highly recommend this book. This guy's sort of like an investigative journalist. And he basically went into it thinking, you know, here's this guru weirdo that's like climbing mountains in Poland in bare feet and shorts with snow underneath and ice swimming and trying to get world records for doing this, like, and charging people money to come to his, you know, shack and learn all of his techniques. Like this dude is totally ripping people off, right? Well, no, Scott did a bunch of research. He went to one of his retreats. He trained for his retreat and he found himself at the top of a mountain shirtless in Poland. So it completely changed his outlook. And I'm telling you, y'all, this book is just inspiring for so many reasons. So check out What Doesn't Kill Us. This is how I was introduced to Wim Hof. And I thought, well, okay, this guy's got some stuff on YouTube. I absolutely love his app. It was free for a long time. You might even be able to get it free for a little while, like a trial or something. Um, but I pay an annual for it. It's definitely under 100, but I think it's significantly less than that. Physicians, researchers have been studying Wim Hof around the world. People around the world want to know what it is about him physiologically that allows him to, you know, have these seemingly superhuman abilities. Um, so he's most known for both his breathing techniques, which I'll share with you, as well as um, his ice um, baths or, you know, super cold showers, but mo better to do the ice bath. Um, this is talk about an incredible high. It's just absolutely wonderful. All right. So simple technique. It's much better done with Wim himself and his app. So the way this works is for a minute, you're breathing fully in, fully out, fully in, fully out. And then you go into a breath hold. And I love the app because Wim's kind of talking to you, guiding you, encouraging you. And that really helps me. Um, so I don't want any copyright issues by putting his app on my podcast. You can take a mini class. I'll link that um, in the show notes. He's very giving with his um, 
his information, but I'll just lead you through it. I do want to say one thing. Um, he's gotten some bad press. Apparently people have been doing this technique in a pool. Y'all do not do this in a pool. This is a breath holding technique. You're meant to do this in a comfortable seated or lying position in a quiet, preferably dark space with your eyes closed. This is not some poolside competition among bros. So <laughs> this is all about relaxation. So we're not trying to get any records. And if you are not used to holding your breath, you're going to find that the level of CO2 that, that enters um, your bloodstream is going to make you uncomfortable. And so as with anything, any exercise class I teach, I'd always begin the class by saying, look, if there's a move that I suggest that doesn't work for your body or brings you pain, or you just flat out don't like it, modify it to your liking. So ditto here. If I am holding my breath longer than you wish to do, or it's just not working for you, you can fast forward out of this if you don't even want to do it. I don't recommend that because Wim Hof is awesome. Um, but you know, this is not a competition. This is about breath work, relaxation, taking time for self-care. And so here's how this works. I am going to um, play the role of Wim Hof. Um, I will guide you through a minute of inhaling and exhaling, then a breath hold. And while you're holding your breath, I'll just be talking with you. I'm going to go for up to a minute. So this may be too much for you. If after 15 seconds, you've had enough, abandon ship, breathe normally and come back. But this will just give you the sense of what this is like. All right, so you're in that comfortable position, preferably eyes closed, just relaxing. And we're going to begin inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the mouth, okay? Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, keep going, exhale, inhale. Exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, and last exhale, holding your breath from now. So here is where you want to relax. Relax each body part bit by bit and just float and be as you simply just don't breathe and just allow the relaxation to come through your body from your head 
down through your neck and shoulders, through your arms, elbows, out through your fingertips, and down through your upper body, into your waist and hips, down through your upper legs and knees and lower legs and through your feet. Just relax fully. Just be here, calm. Collected. If you feel body parts tingling, that's okay. And if you've made it this thus far, go ahead and inhale. Hold your breath. And exhale. So that might be your first round of Wim Hof. I assure you, he does it a heck of a lot better than I do. So go ahead and check out his website, his app, that sort of thing. But the whole idea with these is that you're doing rounds of Wim Hof the same way in the Soma breath technique where you were unblocking your nose. With Wim Hof, ideally, you're doing three to four rounds in a sitting. So essentially for me, um, it's about three minutes per round. So it takes me about 10 minutes in the morning. I don't do it every morning. I should, but basically you've got a minute of inhaling and exhaling mindfully. And then I'm always going for a two minute breath hold. Of course, I don't sit there and pass out. You know, some days you got it. Some days you don't. Often what I find is that by the third round, I'm able to more easily hold my breath. So when do you go ahead and just cave and take the breath? You know, that's going to be an individual decision. You know, again, it's not a freaking competition. You're just simply training yourself to be more comfortable. And then when you're done, you notice we did that inhale, hold for 15 seconds, and then exhale. And then you come back to normal breathing after you do two rounds, three, four, whatever it is that you want to do. But you know, I was about to say, I can promise you, I can't promise you because we're all different. Some of you might hate this, but for me, again, just like profound relaxation, and I'll even say just contentment. It is a wonderful thing. Breath holding. I know that sounds goofy. Um, I wouldn't do that technique in a stressful setting with this technique. It's almost like going to the gym and lifting weights. Like you're kind of breaking yourself down, which ends up strengthening yourself over time. It's obvious what the second technique, the Soma breath is for unblocking the nose. The first technique is much more of like a relaxation. So that's why I wanted to show you three different things. You know, the, the measured, the counting, inhale three, exhale four. On that note, if you want to do that longer, you're you're just looking to do an extra count on the exhale and pause before you inhale and pause. So you could do five, six, you could do eight, nine. It, it just depends on you, but you want on the exhale and hold part to have one more second. Um, so that's your relaxation technique. Then you had your unblock technique. And now it's like the weightlifting of breath work uh, is the breath holding. So I hope that one or um 
two or three of those were of interest to you. In closing, I want to offer a different message. Um, In my job, I'm dealing with a lot of people every day who are really struggling. And I applaud them because they're showing up and they're working on their health. So that's a huge thing. But over time, what I'm seeing is that a lot of these patients are not sleeping well. Um, If you look at my May 9th episode, it's Let's Talk Z's. It's all about sleep and sleep health. A lot of people I find just they're not linking their sleep disturbances with their metabolic health issues. And sleep is fund of freaking mental, as I talked about in that Let's Talk Z's episode on May 9th. We heal when we are asleep. So this is just one of those things like breathing, frankly, like skimping on sleep doesn't make any sense. It's a massive backfire. I'm not saying to stress out about it. We all, I one night this week had a horrible night's sleep. You know, it happens. But having that sleep routine and prioritizing sleep for yourself is a massive, massive uh, improvement for your metabolic health. The other thing that I see um, is that a lot of the people that I'm working with are, you know, frankly, victims of ultra processed food. My last episode on June 20th was on harmonizing with your hormones. And the fact is that ultra-processed food interferes with your hunger hormones and makes it really hard or harder, I should say, for your body to detect fullness signals in the hormone leptin. So that's just another plug for real whole food, which benefits your body versus taking it away. And I'd like to end on the note of this notion that I use to try to help people who are struggling metabolically or maybe even mental, psychologically um, with issues around food. You know, a lot of us are diet culture victims. And I always try to say, just to keep it light, hey, diet rhymes with riot. This is not what we're here to do. It's no bueno. We have to let all that go. That's so 80s. So. A catchphrase that I will sometimes hear is, I've been good all week. And then I just, you know, fall off the wagon on the weekend. And once I start, it's just hard to get back. And that's a catchphrase for me because someone who's like good and then bad, this means that, you know, you most certainly do not have a nourishment mindset. You're basically trying to walk on this tightrope through um, meals. And if you slip a little bit, then apparently it's just, well, screw it. I'll just start again tomorrow or next week or what have you. So I encourage these patients to think of it. Think of this journey, not as balancing on this tiny little thin tightrope. Think of it more as a walking path. You know, it's a path forward and we take steps forward and we take steps back. And sometimes we go sideways, but it's really about one foot in front of the other. And so on that note, I like to think of it as maybe this is because I have an MBA in finance and I'm married to a financial advisor, but I do tend to think of health, especially metabolic health, as like a bit of a bank account, a health bank account. So every nourishing meal you eat, every time you do your sleep routine or breath work or get outside and get some free vitamin D or do something that you love, an activity, or frankly, hug a friend. These are all investments into your health bank account. 
and they count each and every one of them. And sometimes we make withdrawals. We eat something we know is not great for us, or we have too much wine. That never happens to me. Um, or some other thing, skip skip the workout, whatever that is. Those are health account withdrawals, okay? And that's fine too. That doesn't make us bad, just like the um, deposits don't make us good. We're not good and bad. We're just trying to find a healthy balance where we're making many more deposits than we are taking withdrawals. And so what I'm hoping to do when I talk to people about health bank accounts is say, look at all of the things that you're doing right. You know, it's okay to not be perfect. As Dr. Moran says, let's try to get a B or B plus in areas. We do not need to strive for A plus in everything. So this kind of ties a bow on this episode because the breath work is, is all frankly about self-care self-grace, giving yourself time to, to do something that might seem like, gosh, well, that's indulgent to take this time out to just breathe. But I assure you the dividends that it will pay you are, are phenomenal. So there's more on all of this in my book, The Nourishment Mindset. If you haven't bought it, please hop on over to favorfat.com for a signed copy or to Amazon for a copy when you're buying some other things. Both of those will give you free shipping, of course. If you haven't rated or reviewed the pod, please go to where you listen and do so. Follow me at Nourishment Mindset on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn at Dixie Huey. And I would love to hear from you, questions, show topics, anything, you name it, feedback. Say you're like, this episode sucked. The dead air was ridiculous. Tell me. <laughs> I love feedback. So I hope everyone, again, has a wonderful 4th of July, a very nourished summer. And I will be back with you in two weeks. Santé.